Shall we begin? Let's begin now. All right, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Frankie Francisco podcast. As you can hear, I'm a little bit under the weather, but I had to get this gentleman on the show. Uh, I've been following him quite a bit. He is growing his podcast tremendously. He has a niche of talking to celebrities, which I'd like to find out how how he's managed to do that. He's also an, also an author, um, and we'll get into that as well. I'd like to introduce everybody to Mr. Mike Gangs, the host of the Positive Gangs podcast. How are we doing today, Mike? Doing great, man. Appreciate you having me on. Uh, feeling good and, and excited for the opportunity. No, man, I'm ex- I'm glad I'm excited you're on, man. I've been following you quite a bit, man, and and you have a knack for just being able to get celebrities on the show, which is not an easy thing to do, especially if you're, you know, you're not one of these podcasters who are, you know, on spot of getting sponsored by Spotify or you know one of these big uh, podcast companies. But you've managed to do that, which is c- quite impressive. So let my audience know about yourself. Let them know what you do, who you are, um, and how you came about being able to get on the podcast and doing what you're doing right now. Yeah, so, um, you know, simple guy. I'm a family man, married, two kids, uh, work a normal job. Um, And then in the pandemic, uh, everybody was home. We were bored. Uh, I was at the sporting goods store trying to find stuff to pass the time. Um, watched a lot of interviews from the Breakfast Club, uh, Mari Povich, just like a broad uh, range of different uh, different platforms. And uh, I was kind of getting fed up, you know, with some of the questions that people were asking. And I always said, if I ever got the chance to um, do something like that, I would, you know, try and put a spin on it and, and make it my own. Uh, and then that's how I got into podcasting. Uh, it's two and a half years ago. Um, and then from there, just kind of tried to see what else I could do with it. And uh, yeah, I'm based out of Southern Arizona. And, um, and here we are. So like I said earlier, for you, you've gotten quite a knack of getting celebrities on the show. How did you come across getting that skill set of being able to do that? Because that's not easy, you you know, getting right. people, you know, people who are famous or semi-famous right. or, you know, A-listers or even B-listers, getting them on a podcast is damn near impossible sometimes because you have to go through, jump through hoops to talk to their manager or talk to their, their handler. So how right. did that skill come about of you being able to do that? Um, I'd say early on, I, I used to manage a, uh, the local Boys and Girls Club. And at the time, I was also, I kind of put it on myself to try to do like special events and reach out. And this is back in 2011, 12, when when I feel that Twitter was really starting to evolve. Um, And I had reached out to uh, a few people that way, trying to bring them into our Boys and Girls Club. So that was kind of the groundwork. But as far as podcasting, I really didn't have... Uh, very many like phone numbers for people. I know a lot of people think that. No, um, I just got my message together. Uh, and to be fair, I did know uh, uh, like the a couple of the street ballers, you know, but nobody like, you know, astronomical, I guess, as people would say. So I, I got my message together of what I was going to say to somebody. Um, and then I played a numbers game. You know, I, I looked at the amount of followers that people had 
And that would kind of tell me if I was going to have a chance at reaching out to that person. So I kind of just check marks some people off depending on the, the amount of numbers and then what I was trying to look for in a guest. And then just, as they say, you know, shoot your shot and see what happens. And um, luckily, you know, I kind of hit the ground running and, uh, you know, it's been a huge blessing. But really, I'd say I just, you know, got away from, I guess, the norm and, and trying to think outside the box as far as how to really try to bring somebody in. Well, I, I think that's brilliant because you essentially you did the analytics. <laughs> right. You did, yeah, did yeah, by yeah. the numbers. Yeah, I mean, you ran it analytically. You was like, hey, listen, these guys got so much following. Uh, shot My yeah. shot might not be as good, but if this guy has right. this much followers, I might have a better shot of doing that. That's brilliant. You know, because people are going to go for top, you know, top can be. They're going to want to get people like Dwayne Johnson or, or Joe right. Rogan on the show. Right. Um, and, you know, those guys are not even going to pay attention to, to anybody that's inboxing them at all. They have handlers that do half the stuff that they do on social media anyway. And you yep. want to get those people who are going to be more organic with you um, during those interviews. For you, for as long as you've been doing this, what for you has been the most impactful interview that you've had so far with one of these celebrities? You said impactful? Yeah. Um, oh, man. There's, there's been there's been quite a few. I, I always say that I learned from everybody. Everybody that's come on, I've learned, but impactful. Uh, you know, I, I'd, I'd probably have to narrow it down to two people. There, there was one, there was, there was Omar Gooding. Um, and you know, as far as podcasting, like before you start, you'll, you'll have a, like a mini session where you're talking to somebody beforehand, before you start rolling. And that's kind of where you like, I really started to learn about people and, and having those off camera conversations. Um, Cause you know, you see people on movies and TV and you think you have an idea of how they are and, and you know, and, and it doesn't really go like that. They're always pleasant, you know, but it's always a, uh, you, you get a, a good um, understanding for their, their craft, but um, impactfulness, I'd say Omar, because um, Omar kind of took me down a, a story, you know, we started from the top, you know, about his parents, his brother, and then how he got into, uh, you know, acting and then uh, talking about John Singleton, how we got him into baby boy and then transitioning into Disney channel. And, and I didn't realize that some of the bumps and bruises along the way that people, um, that people face and, and that kind of opened my eyes a lot, you know, just because you're from a certain family, uh, you know, or you've been in this movie, it doesn't mean that everything's, you know, gravy. And the the second person I would say would, would be Jade Yorker, uh, you know, from the Gridiron Gang and he got a game and, and tons of things like that. He actually owns his own uh, pop-up food truck down in LA and it gave him the financial flexibility to be a father, you know, cause he's got, I think four, maybe five kids. And like he was telling me, I can't work a normal nine to five. I can't always be on set cause my kids have games and things like that. So I shelved that this food truck allows me some flexibility within the family time. And, uh, you know, I thought that was pretty impactful because, you know, a lot of people, when they make it, they're famous, They'll hire nannies and things like that. And, and you know, no disrespect to, to each their own, but um, for, a, for a single father that's had to take on, you know, the bulk of everything, I found that to be really impactful, you know, because to, today's society, 
Um, some parents are non-existent. So. Yeah, and you get that glamour of Hollywood. Everybody thinks it's all glitz and lights and glamour. They don't understand that these people have to live live real lives right. behind the, the camera. Like if they're, you know, they have wives, they have family, they have bills, they have concerns, they have everything that we would have. It's just I think sometimes social media and people tend to hype these people up and make them, they put them on a pedestal and they don't realize right. these people have everyday problems the same way we have. And I heard that interview you did with uh, with Omar Gooden. He seems like he's just a he's a laid back dude, man. He's, I heard the story of him on the Baby Boy set about him not, you know, him and Tyrese kind of kind of clashing yeah, a little bit because Tyrese wanted to hang out, and Omar was like, "Look, man, I just want to come here, do my lines, go home. That's you know what I mean." That's it. Um, yeah. <laughs> so just very professional. Just wanted to go there, just do his thing, go home. It was not personal. But right. that tells me he's more, you know, he's one of these guys that, look, he just tries to stay away from anything that's going to equate drama for him. Right. Um, and then you can tell in that interview you had with him, that's just the kind of guy he is. He's just a laid back type of dude. He don't like, he, he doesn't like dealing with uh, too much of the drama that comes along with Hollywood. Right. But for you, being able to um, get these people on, uh, has a lot of this been word of mouth too, has you know, once you've interviewed somebody, they've passed your name on to somebody else um, or they've given your information to somebody else and you've been able to contact these people or they've been able to contact you. How did, how does that normally work? Um, both, both ways. Sometimes it's word of mouth. Uh, sometimes I've learned to do other things that will maybe land me an interview um, a story. Like I saw a, it was an ad on Twitter a couple of years ago. Um, this guy, you know, spoken reasons, he was looking for uh, somebody to build websites and things like that. So again, shooting your shot, I put it in the replies. Hey, this is what I do. Here's my work, you know, in case you want to look at it, you know, and then he, uh, he liked it, narrowed it down to one other person. That person didn't want to show their work. I had nothing to hide. Um, and then I was able to land an interview off of that. Um, yeah, and then you know, with, with Jade Yorker, we we did an interview and uh, two of them actually, and he's passed my number off to people. And I'll come home and you know, I'll be like, "Hey, man, this person wants to be on the podcast. I've already cleared it. Here's their number. Give them a call." You know, and you know, sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't. But it's just such a blessing to be able to, um, I guess, not piggyback, but in a sense, jump the line. Uh, to have that that contact information for those people, uh, but but normally no, it's just me just hitting the ground running and and sending messages out to people and just analyzing and watching different things and most of it. So how long did it take you to grow your audience to where it is now? Because you know it's all about downloads, right? It's all about you know social media can be a hard nut to crack sometimes. You know Twitter and and TikTok and all these other places. It takes time to grow that, but the downloads is where we matter. So how long did it take you to organically grow your, your fan base and your audience to where it is now? For me, it took about, oh, at least, at least a year. And uh, I'm not going to lie at times, excuse me, I was kind of frustrated um, because I didn't understand how, how to work the, the system in a sense, you know? So I, I'd say a full year of just putting out content being consistent within that year and, uh, you know, the numbers game, looking at the numbers, time people are getting on and off. And, uh, yeah, solid year. And then I started to see, you know, things start to shoot up a bit. 
So what's your schedule? Like how many episodes do you put out uh, a month? Do you do daily? Do you do weekly? Like for me, I, I work a nine to five. I'm married. I have five kids. I got a lot going on. I can only put out one episode a week. You know what I mean? And I'm it, like, I wanted to get 52 episodes this year, but it's not going to happen. Life happens. Kids, I got right. sick, uh, got COVID earlier in the year. So I'm probably going to make it to 40 this year, which is more than last year. But it's still, I'm still consistent basically the entire year. So I, it's weekly, every, every week. So what does your schedule look like for you to do this? So usually I'll, I'll try to put out uh, two, sometimes three a month. And I usually upload on Tuesdays and Thursdays. But what I will do is I'll put messages out to people and we'll call off availability. So I might, one time I shot three interviews in one day and then I just sat there and held on to them and, and put them out, you know, like that. Um, you know, and I haven't had as much time as I'd like to do to, to get more content out. I've been doing um, a lot of guest appearances, which I'm grateful for. I'm working on the second book. So, um, you know, I haven't had as much time as I'd like to, but that's usually what I do uh, is two a month. So I, I would, like I said, I was trying to put out four episodes a month if I could, but I mean, I get what you're saying. Two, two a month is, you know, it's pretty good for some people. Like I, I can't be like Joe Rogan. He puts out an episode every day. I just, I, I can't, and he's on there for three yeah. hours. I don't know how and, and what right. God's green earth yeah. he can sit there for three <laughs> hours and have a conversation with people. And not everybody's listening to a show like that. Yeah. They'll listen to the clips on YouTube. They'll pull pieces. Right. I don't think anybody's going to sit there and listen to a full three hours of Joe Joe Rogan, I'm sorry. I just don't think it happens no. that way. Um, but he's he's sponsored, so he's good. He doesn't have to right. worry he about don't, that. He's fine. Yeah. He's fine. But for people like us who are trying to get out there, everybody has their niche. You know what I mean? So for you, I think you found your niche. You're good at what you do when it comes to, you know, speaking to these celebrities. You're, you're, you're toning the way you talk to them. You make them comfortable. You just lay back with them. Some people just like to egg on some of these celebrities they like to right. you know ad, agitate bait. them yeah clickbait them and, and, and to me that's you don't do things like that because that's how you build a bad reputation moving forward exactly but for you besides the podcast you are actually an author as well so let my audience know about the book that you wrote and the new book that you're working on so if i could grab it real quick yeah oh sorry guys so this is the first book. It's called David's Next Move. Um, real simple book. It's perfect for ages like six to nine, maybe 10. Good starter book. Uh, it's based on me having to move from uh, Texas to Arizona due to my mom's job. Uh, so most most of the book is true. I threw in some, you know, just to spice it up a bit. But each book that I write will have at least 75% um, of uh, the truth in there um it's available on amazon uh and yeah i'm currently working on the second one right now i hope to have it out i was shooting for december but it's looking like january and any teasers on what the book is going to be about yeah the, the second one is, is going to be about my reluctance in playing piano i was a big knucklehead growing up. i was very hard-headed and my mother was always pushing me to do things. And uh, as a child, I didn't want to learn how to play. You know, she made me, but um, I ended up learning, you know, I had no choice, but um, yeah, just my reluctance in learning to play piano. I think a lot of kids are at that place where their parents are, you know, seeing what's good for them. They're looking towards the future. And, you know, as a kid, you don't care. You just, 
you want to know like what time you're going to get that pb and j sandwich you know i'm not worried about you know instruments and things like that so yeah it's relatable so with 2023 around the corner man what what is the big moves for the positive games podcast what is it that you're looking forward to do next year I mean, it's a new year, you know, new interviews. Do you have a plan in place for yourself for, for more growth? Is there things you're working on that, you know, people should be made aware of? Or are you trying to keep some things close to the vest? Uh, you know, what, I, what I'll share is obviously the book. Um, I've got a big thing brewing with uh, maybe like a panel, a panel interview with some different people. That's something I'm looking at right now. Uh, in 2023, I will have my my uh, my Spanish out. Um, I'm doing. I'm gonna do a. Uh, I've said it now for a little bit. I'm gonna do a, a total podcast in Spanish so I can reach more viewers. Nice. Um, that's that's coming. Um, same thing though. I'm gonna have more people on, but I'm always looking to grow as as far as like the platform. So, first thing was the podcast that gave me the base. You know, the second thing was the book. And now I'm looking at what else can I do? Because now it's a brand. You know, you understand it's uh, you start off small and, and you can uh, grow it into something big. So, um, yeah, there, there's some good things happening. Uh, that's, that's what I'll share right now. It'll it'll make more sense in the future, though. Yeah. I mean, listen, a new year means new opportunities, uh, ways to do things. It's like me. I'm always on the hunt for new people to talk to, you know, new people who are trying to get themselves out there. Like my niche is just talking to up and comers. It's talking to people who are trying to make something out of their life. Um, right. I've never been on the uh, the celebrity stuff because I just it wasn't me. You know right. what I mean? I just I like talking to everyday people because to me, uh, everybody has a story that sometimes they just don't have that outlet to get it out there. Right. So it feels good when I'm able to help somebody get their voice heard and get their story out there and they get more notoriety for it. And, it, you know, it just, it, it makes me want to do the job more. It makes me want to continue doing this. But like we said, we got to make money. So, you know, we have to work regular jobs. I'm not getting sponsored by anybody. So, you know, now with the pandemic being over, it's been hard trying to find sponsorship because people are not indoors anymore. Right. People are not. So you have to pull out a product that people want to hear. Uh, and it all depends on what you're putting out. You know, it, it's hard because now you have to pay to play. You know, you got, you got to, everything's advertising. Right. So it's not really, to me, sometimes it's not organic because if you're paying for it, there's nothing organic about it. You have to advertise yeah. and you have to put yourself out there. The one thing I won't do is buy followers. And yeah. I, I've yeah. seen a big rise in, in podcasters doing this to get the upper hand. But these companies that will sponsor you, they're going to look at this stuff and say they know the analytics. They're going to know, yeah, these people are not real, you know. Right. So it's it's trying to find that happy balance of trying to advertise yourself without going broke. Because you're investing in something that there's no guarantee you're going to make money no back from. No guarantee. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's, and the, that's the scary part. Yeah. That's the toughest part about what we do in this business. But if you don't love what you do, then you're going to get out of it. Because most people yeah. are not going to last if they don't see they don't see the results right away. And this is this is a slow burn type of business that you, we're in. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> most definitely. Yeah, and that's that's why I'm I'm so happy, you know, to have the platform because I'll bring on a lot of um small business owners from from the city or or other people, anybody that that I feel that is bringing something positive. Um I same thing, I'll try to give them a platform and and I've ran into that where, "Oh, I don't know if I'm what you're looking for." No, you're perfect for what I'm looking for. You know what I mean? You're out there, you're making a difference. 
um, your positive influence. Like you don't gotta be a celebrity. I tell people to be on this, like same thing, just having a conversation and it goes a long way. So um, I always say if nothing else, I've done my job then. And it's crazy. Cause I've had, you know, I've had podcasts that's gotten 500 plus views uh, 600 plus views and then podcast has only gotten 13 downloads. You know what I mean? Or, you know, 15 right. downloads. It's so sporadic, man. It's, and it's crazy because you have to hashtag just right when you're posting your stuff, you have to get it to the right audience. And it's, you know, it's, it can get stressful for a lot of people to get this done, especially if you're doing everything yourself. So your, your, your website, how do you track the views? How do you track if people are going there? You're um, because you build websites, correct? Mm -hmm. So you, I, obviously you built your own, correct? Yeah. yeah. So how do you track the analytics on that? Because I, I don't have a website. The reason I don't have a website is because I tried getting the website and I just wasn't getting traction to the site. So in your opinion, what tips can you give people who want to bring traction to their website? Oh, wow. Like you said, being organic, being yourself, but to be, to get, I guess the people to get them to follow you or not to follow you, to, to bring more people there, um, like you said, to advertise. But I feel like there's a lot of different ways you can advertise. Obviously, you have all the social media, you have your your, your people, like you know, your friends and family. But something that I've done too is you can um you can get a booth, you know, like here in, in town, like you know, at the malls, you can get a booth for like 50 bucks and you can sit there and you can hand your stuff out. Um and you can do that all day if if you have the time. As far as the website, if if you depending on which one you pick, there's so many different ones. You can pick something that'll that'll count it for you. Now, if you're looking for to really bring the people in, maybe you cut like I do. Maybe you cut an interview that has gotten you more traction, okay? And then you you cut these different spots, like a 20 minute interview that might get you five or six different clips that you can cut and then you just sit there and cut it another thing that i'll do is you got to look at um the dates example like uh last chance you i did the the interview with coach john mosley the uh, season two drops december this is about the time now when i want to start cutting a few more and sending it out so people get that little switch and then maybe that brings them to the channel um, and then looking at your favorites, if, if people have told you or you see your downloads that are something was a little bit more popular than the other, maybe go back to that one a little bit. And like I said, cut it. Um, those are things that I've used that um, kind of made the most sense to me. But I don't know. There's there's so many. I've heard a lot of different opinions and uh, things that I haven't seen before, and I've used them, too. So that that's what I would say as far as just bringing it all together and, and cutting different things and just staying consistent. So where can people find you? Where is it that they can find the positive games podcast? So you can find me on uh, Instagram, you know, my old account got hacked. So I had to start a brand new one. It's all good, but it's at the new positive gains. Um, I'm on TikTok, the positive gains Facebook, the positive gains, um, got the website. It's kind of confusing because I'm in a battle right now with my, uh, likeness, I guess you'd say like, it's a big story. Um, but I can provide that as well a little bit later on. Um, 
so yeah, anything uh, majors at the positive gains with the exception of Instagram, the new positive gains. So listen, before we jump off here, uh, I, you know, it's, it's an enjoyable uh, interview, man. You have a lot of knowledge and uh, you, you found, I think you found your niche that's working for you. Um, I, you listen, I, I'm going to keep following you and, and wish you the best of luck on everything that you're doing, man. I, I think that you have a positive impact with your interviews that you do. Um, Cause you, I mean, you commented on one of my videos on that's how I found you. Cause you commented on one of my videos yeah. on TikTok. I'm always and, watching. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. And I tell people all the time that you never know who's watching your stuff. You never know what's going to come up in the algorithm or, or pop up for you. Yeah. But I, I appreciate you taking the time to come on here, man. It's been very enjoyable. You're always welcome back on the show. I like to leave everybody what I always leave them with. If no matter what anybody says, if you find your purpose, live it. Appreciate everybody. Talk to you later.